We're recording. Oh, hello. <laughs> you said you were ready. Well, I was ready, <laughs> and then I thought of an extra note, so I wrote it down for the song that's coming up later in this episode. What song could it be? What song could it be? You're going to have to wait and see. They literally read it on their on their podcast feed. Oh, oh well, this week I'm not going to put it there. <laughs> Yeah, you show him, Dan. I sure will. So, how's it going? Good. How's it going with you? I'm doing good. How how's you? your week been? Ah, uh, busy. I've barely we've barely seen each other. Yeah. We really have barely seen each other, even <laughs> though you got my baby in your belly. <laughs> so you think I? You think we should see each other more? Like we spend lots of time with each other, but. Yeah, we've both have been working hard. Yeah, works and busy. Still getting the apartment ready for a baby. Yep. My God, it never ends. There's work to be done, and it never ends. And eventually <laughs> there's going to be constant work. What a riveting start to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Would you stop doing that? I'm just being me. Week okay. after week, I'm just me. And you're like... <laughs> Oh, another lame show. Day after day, week after week. I'm just being me. Well, anyway, I don't know. I don't have a peppy opening. I don't have a joke to say. So we're talking about the song Pro... But you know what's exciting? (laughs) I'm trying to think of a snappy fact to start with. You know what's exciting? We are wrapping up another Reliant K album this week. That's right. I think this is the second album... Not counting EPs and things that we're not really keeping track of. When did we finish those? But this is the second feature-length album of us on this podcast to complete. This is the last song from Air for Free that we haven't discussed yet. Can you remember all the other Reliant K songs we've talked about from Air for Free? (laughs) Or just all the Reliant K songs we've talked about? (laughs) You would just want me to sit here and list the rest of Air for Free? List all the rest of Air for Free. Let's see. Let's see what how much of a Reliant K fan you are. Do you know how many people listening right now can name all of Air for Free off the top of their heads without having to cheat and think about it and look it up and stuff? Go ahead. Start naming them. There's local, Kitty Cat. Local, local Construction. There's Constructing It Up. That's a song. Man. There's Bumtown. Bumming. There's Good Golly God. <laughs> That's my personal favorite. There's um, the Hippo Day Parade. Right. And there's the... um, That other parade. Elephant Town. Right. Oh, yes. Yep. And I'm sure I'm missing some, but the song we're talking about this week, Prodigal. That's the real title. I was like, as I said it, I was like, I should have come up with a joke title. I think you forgot Empty House. Oh, yeah. I mean, Empty Apartment. (laughs) That's a good one. I am a champion of wine You're the bread on my tongue I am the last one in line The prodigal Hello everyone and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. You enjoying that LaCroix, Dan? I didn't expect you to <laughs> jump immediately into it. Sorry. Hello, welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. How are all of you doing out there? That's what matters to us. We haven't had voicemails in a while. Call us up. Tell us how you're doing. So many prodigal sons and daughters out there. (laughs) So many people that used to call us on a regular basis that never call us anymore. What happened? What happened? Where'd you go? So many people that have joined our Patreon and left over time. (laughs) 
I heard that, oh, pa- uh, Patreon, the corporation, just sent us an email saying you can give free trials now. Oh, cool. You can give a one-week free trial. So, uh, I don't know if I'll have it ready by the time you hear this episode, if you hear it the first day, but I'll go on to Patreon and I will figure out how to turn on free trials. So, you can go check out all our content over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspot. Maybe you were a member of our Patreon before, and if you're allowed to have a free trial on Patreon when you've already been a member... You can catch up. You can catch up in seven days. If I were you, I'd do our free day seven-day trial, and i go and i download everything and let it cancel, <laughs> and then just have it on a hard drive to listen to at your own leisure. That's what go. I would do. Well, I'll turn on free trials on Patreon so people can check that out. Anything else, Jess? We, we don't no, want to just like, launch what, right into what, the song. What is top of the show business? What do we have this time? Reliant K's been quiet. Well, Reliant K's been very quiet. They got those three festivals. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's go check out what's what's hoops. Come up on, to. new music. Let's let's get some new music, fellas. Well, I don't think we talked about that. There was like some Instagram activity of them in the studio. Like it wasn't on their official. It was on what's this? Right. But could that just be them practicing? Because they did this same thing when they were practicing for um yeah. And I heard some 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 discussion, some murmurings. In the edges of the Reliant K fandom that they might have just been like a cover or a single that they were recording. Not that they were in mm. the studio working on an album. Which makes sense. If they're like getting their feet wet. It's been a couple years. You know, the band's back together literally. Not figuratively. Just like get into the studio. You're planning some things out. You got a busy year with festivals. Maybe they're planning a tour. Maybe they got lots of plans. But just get your feet wet. Get in the studio. Record a single. Record a cover. Of something. Sure. That's fun. That's sure. fun. That's not bad. Let's see what Hoops has been up to on his Twitter account. Just realized, tweets Matt, Matt Hoops, at Matthew Hoops on Twitter, on uh, March, nope, <laughs> we're in May. On May 3rd, Matt Hoops tweeted, just realized that Canadian cars have metric speedometers. Wow. Interesting. Wow. What's he doing in Canada? Oh, good question. What is he doing there? Or did he buy a Canadian car? And then uh, Professor Matthew Thiessen, the guy who's not the ma- not the musical Matthew Thiessen, <laughs> I asked him to be on the podcast and he turned us down. <laughs> the other guy. I wonder why. He said, welcome to civilization. Because he's also, this, uh, this Matthew Thiessen's also Canadian. And he's a associate professor of Macrell Studies, Jesus and the Forces of Death, a Jewish Paul, the Messiah's Herald to the Gentiles. It's my favorite metal band. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, like a couple years ago, Matthew Thiessen, NT, who's this Canadian Bible professor, he tweets once in a while about how he doesn't even like Reliant K. People are constantly at mentioning him, talking about Reliant K, and he's like, I have nothing to do with Reliant K. And I asked him to come on the podcast... I don't care if he, like, badmouths Reliant K all day. Like, I was, like, actually interested because I talked to him years ago, tried to get him on years ago to come on for, like, a really Christian song, like we're doing this week. Come on for Deathbed. Come on here for uh, for the moments I feel faint. Give us a Bible study from a Canadian point of view. <laughs> Did you vote? No, because you're not allowed. Right. Because you're Canadian. But... Yeah, he said no. <laughs> he probably said no because he thought I was just trying to exploit him by putting the words guest Matthew Thiessen in the show title. Which is absolutely what you were trying to do. Well, this happened 
on 155 they got like a different guy named uh what's his name scott i can't i literally can't remember the other drummer the one who's a cop now (laughs) scott rayner blink 55 had a different guy named scott rayner on and then jimmy pod had a there's a different guy who's also a musician who's just about as famous named jim adkins and they had him on gotcha so i was like i gotta play the game but i would have been clear about it i would have put professor matthew teeson of blah 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 but we still would have got people clicking on it like what is this about right anyway is that enough top of the show business what else you got we can't just launch into the song well speaking of years ago I I guess we're launching into the song. I originally took a bunch of song notes July 20th, 2019. Wow. Like, I, so I like to, because we've done so many episodes now, I will often go through and look before I start a new note to see if I have already started a note, like, in the past. Mm -hmm. And this was one where I had, and when I looked at the date, it was, like, last, you know, added to... July 20th, 2019. Yeah, this one was a long time coming, and it's funny that we actually picked it to be the last Air for Free song that we would cover on this show, because back in 2019, when we started this podcast, Jessica started a list. We had a... Um, <clears throat> a whiteboard. A whiteboard here in the kitchen, and Jessica wrote on there episodes that she was looking forward to doing sooner than later. That's part of the reason why we did... In Love with the 80s so early and we had to redo it recently is because that also was on your list to do early. It was the only one that we did of the like four songs I listed. <laughs> Danny would not let us do the well, other Well, it was ones. like the ones you really want to do. We got to wait until later on in the podcast when we've built up an audience and we've kind of... Except now I have a lot less to say up... about this song. Oh, no. You had more to say about it back then? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, what were your notes? Oh, I had totally forgotten that I had said all these things back back in the day. Well, you got to say them now. Oh, what, no, I'm going so to. So you haven't lost what you had to say. No, no. You I just don't right remember here. anymore? Did you stop yeah. liking this song since 2019? No. No, I still really like this song. Okay, well, you better because I realized for me it's like maybe my... Now, this is like... This is... You just got to realize. I'm not saying it's my second to least favorite song. I just realized... Of the Air for Free track list, this song comes in second to last for me. Some songs, if you were to order every Reliant K, if you were to take every Reliant K album and put all the songs in order of your favorite to your least favorite, something's got to come last. So for me, that's it's local fair. construction. I honestly just oh, don't. I thought I thought it was going to be Empty House. That's my least favorite. No, I think Empty House would be third up from the bottom. But I honestly, the only song on Air for Free that I don't enjoy, and we talked about it on that episode, is Local Construction. A lot of people like that song. Well, you're allowed to have bad opinions. This song, I enjoy it, but I don't think about it. It's not a song that jumps to mind. And I think that might be the case with the larger Reliant K fandom. Because there are no covers of this song other than J.C. Keith, who redid All of Air for Free. So this isn't a song that, like, the Reliant K fandom who can record their own music, they didn't glom onto this one and record covers of it. Right. That was also the case with God. And I think there was a case with something else. Like, we got a cover in on time for God. But there are a couple Air for Free songs out there that... um, 
yeah, aren't really covered. Oh, and that was more top of the show business. You rushed me too much. Our collapsible long tribute project right. is coming along swimmingly. Wonderful. Very excited because the 10th anniversary of Collapsible Long is July 2nd. So I really want to get this covers album out of listeners and people we've met, you know, doing covers of all the songs from Collapsible Long. We got Gloria covered, the only song on Collapsible Long that had never been covered. I don't want to spoil any of this. I've been hearing these covers as they're coming in. More than half of the songs are in now. So if you're hearing this and you know you've pledge to cover you know just a couple of weeks left so that we can get this thing uploaded and ready on time and then you and i are going to do a 10th anniversary collapsible lung overview episode and jessica's going to hear these covers i'm excited for the first time on I'm that excited. episode which will be just a matter of weeks before we have our child so it's going to be a very busy time <laughs> anyway that was very important to mention so prodigal Yeah, it's just like a song I don't really think about from Air for Free. And I don't think I'm totally alone on that because they only played it. There's only proof of them playing it once during the tour with Switchfoot after Air for Free. They did play it a bunch on um, Yeah, which we'll get to. But it's like they just kind of dusted this one off. And so for the several years following the release of Air for Free, this song kind of got relegated to like lower status the song kind of got lo- relegated to deep cut status right which i don't hate people misinterpret when i say i didn't enjoy this song and there aren't a lot of reliant k songs i would say i didn't enjoy i like this song i did enjoy it it's just not a song that, I, that like immediately like jumps out of me captures my imagination that i want to listen to over and over and over it's a song that was like yeah it's pretty good well, I'm to, excited to, to counter that, yeah. this is an overstatement from 2019, Jessica. <laughs> I think that this song and God are quite possibly two of the greatest Christian songs ever written That's and probably my favorite reason. faith-based Reliant K songs with along with Falling Out, which is one of those songs that is debatable about its meaning. Yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. I don't think... 2019 Jessica was overstating anything. I don't know if this is one of the two greatest Christian songs ever written. In your opinion, (laughs) there's a lot of Christian songs out there. There are. Just happy it's not Christmas shoes. Um, (laughs) Both this song and God have much more mature lyrics than any of the faith-based songs on previous albums. That's true. They're not accusatory. They're not about fixing wrongs. They feel like, I mean... You you know, I'll get to that in a minute, but they feel like they were written from a very comfortable and confident standpoint of the writer's spiritual journey. Right. I would say, like, from 2019, Jessica's point of view, we had not even begun to crack into the song-by-song look at Relying K that we have had. So we know that there are more, there are mature spiritual views in earlier Relying K songs, there are a handful, you know, there are the, I think when we start, before we started the podcast, I think we were reticent to think like, oh, all of their spiritual lyrics from the first like three albums are going to be really immature. And that's true of some songs. That's true of What Have You Been Doing Lately and Marilyn Manson Ain't My Girlfriend. But it's not true of a bunch of songs. There's a bunch of songs from the early days that actually have very mature pragmatic views on his faith right so that so that's what all i would say to 2019 jessica is 
Yeah, if you haven't, like, deep-dived into all of Reliant K's lyrics all the time, you might think the early lyrics are immature when it comes to their faith. And they're later... And this song is so mature and laid-back. And what were the words you used? Well, there's still there's still an element of sort of self-flagellation in this, just not as heavy as sort of earlier songs but might have. Right. And... We've talked about it all the time, and I know a lot of other Christian podcasts that talk about this type of music will talk about it, but it's like just being down on yourself or being disappointed in yourself, that's not in and of itself self-flagellation. It's the extent to which you take it, right? It's like the dwelling in your feeling of worthlessness before the Lord. It's your dwelling in the feeling that you are never going to get better. Like there's there's a there's a line. There's a, there's a there's a good point to being self-reflective and seeing that you have fallen short on some goal whether it's from the spiritual lens of being born again, being having faith in Christ and seeing like that your sin is holding you back or just in a more worldly sense like you have goals or you have a picture of yourself that you hope to live up to and you fail and you fall short of that. Like admitting your faults in and of itself isn't self-flagellation. It's how far do you take that? How much do you punish yourself? Right. That's what the flat self-flagellation means. How much do you punish yourself and put yourself down because you failed? So yeah, he is admitting to a certain amount and I haven't deep dived in the lyrics and I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but he might set himself, he might feel like he's, it might feel like he's kind of putting himself down for his sin or something here, but it just, it does feel... It's very light. Yeah, it's it's very, very light. light. Uh, originally, I misinterpreted the line, Sweet Jesus, I was coming to pray, but all the hip kids said you're running away, as all the hip kids sent you running away, which is also a very <laughs> true and sort of profound statement. <laughs> like, the people who uh, say that he's running away are the same people who turned away from him and sent him away, so... And there are some abstract elements to this song, even though it's it's definitely giving you a feeling of what it's about and the visual and the metaphors that he's using, the uh, the symbolism that he's invoking makes it very clear to the the spirit of what he's singing about. But it is kind of hard to track word for word what he's saying. And that's also a more mature recent thing for Reliant K because so many other Reliant K songs are very clear you kind of always know what he's talking about even when he's being florid and poetic you kind of always know what he's talking about but what is he saying word for word line for line in this song it's not as easy to track you get the vibe you get the message you get the points but you don't fully know line for line which comes to one of my main points about what i think about this song but i want to hear the rest of your that was the end of 2019 (laughs) justice no okay So one of the main things I left this song with after I listened to it a couple of times is that this is basically like, this is like a wind up bird song with Mm. a lot of electronic elements and therefore it's a Reliant K song. Because we talked about it when we've done songs from wind up bird, but I don't think the delineation of what is an earthquake song and what is a Reliant K song, I don't think that that is like a baked in given thing when the main songwriter of both bands is Matt Thiessen. Right. I don't think Matt Thiessen sits... Well, actually, and we talked about this in a previous Earthquakes episode, but I don't think it's 
likely to say that Matt Thiessen always sits down and says, I am going to write a Reliant K song. Right. And tomorrow I am going to write an Earthquake song. <laughs> right, he just writes and then he's like, all right, this seems like more of this and this seems like more of that. I think that's what it is. And as we talked more about Wind Up Bird, and part of the reason we started doing Wind Up Bird as single episodes is because we realize that there's a lot of thematic elements that continue throughout the oeuvre of Reliant K and that are kind of capped off like the air for free some of the stuff he's singing about an air for free is kind of then touched on even further with wind up bird and i'm like we can't just leave those songs out of the bigger picture that we've been working towards doing all of these reliant k songs each reliant k song discussion but when i hear this song it's not a typical it's not a pop structure right it's kind of just like a melodic groove that carries you it has repetitions but not all pop repetition isn't like the solely the 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 use of pop music like repetition exists in hymns and hymns aren't pop music there's repetitions in classical music so there's repetitions but it's not the structure of like a of you know a typical pop song a pop punk a pop rock song it has it's just this like melodic groove that just kind of like flows in and out. It's not a verse, chorus, verse. And that's the way that a lot of wind up bird songs are. They they are these folksy other type of song forms. So when I hear this song, I'm like, you unplug the drum machine <laughs> or the programming that they have because there's like electronic drums in this. You unplug all of those electronic sounds, those pedal hoops, it's kind of like background like atmospheric electronic guitar tones that are happening and you just play this on like harpsichord and like (laughs) acoustic guitar and maybe a piano and you put some reverb on it and some ghostly like other room production and this goes on wind up bird so i feel like this kind of this kind of validates my thoughts with wind up bird that some of the songs he probably wrote that ended up on Wind Up Bird, they could have very easily just ended up on air for free. Like, I feel like it's very likely that around 2015, 2016, Matt Thiessen's just writing songs. He's a songwriter. We know that for sure he's just constantly writing songs. And there's probably hundreds, if not thousands, of songs by Matt Thiessen that most of the world will never hear and that will never be, like, released to the market, right? So this is probably a song that he had in his little portfolio of recent melodies and songs that he had written. And Reliant K, the band with Hoops and everybody else and Dave Douglas, were like, oh, let's hash this one out. Oh, this will work as a Reliant K song. And maybe there were other wind-up bird songs that they tried that with in Air for Free that didn't work out. Because they do that all the time. We know with, like, Can't Complain, they almost didn't make that song work. So how many songs are there from Reliant K records that we don't even have an inkling of that they've worked on. Right. That then, like, no, this isn't working out at all. Just throw this one out, or maybe we'll do this in the future, or maybe we'll never come back to this. So I feel like other Wind Up Bird songs could have ended up on air for free, and I feel like this is a song that could have ended up on Wind Up Bird. Well, I'm glad that it ended up as a Reliant K song, because this is yet another relatable Reliant K song. Because who doesn't feel like the prodigal son every now and then? I mean, 
And I mean that in the broader sense of the story, whether you feel that way in your faith or your family or in any other aspect of life, I think that that's a sort of notable story from the Bible that you can take away from and be like, yeah, I understand that feeling. Excuse you, April. (laughs) She was coughing during your very poignant discussion. Yeah. I had to brush up. I mean, I think the prodigal son is one of those things that kind of like lives past just the like Christian (laughs) April. (laughs) Hello. Oh, I actually was like, is this like a like a like a tale of virtue or something? You know, one of those kind of things that just kind of exists. Because April finally realized we're recording. So she's like, oh, time to ask. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So like the, the phrase prodigal son is a is a phrase that lives a little bit past just like the interior of the Christian faith right. and just the Bible. It comes from the Bible, but it's one of those things that's referenced. It's a story within a story, which is interesting. In the Bible, it is a story that Jesus is telling as right. one of three stories to like a group when they like are like, oh, why do you hang out with sinners and eat with them and stuff like that? And he like tells these three sort of poignant parables. Oh, right. Okay. And I don't remember that aspect of it. I did watch some YouTube videos to brush up on the prodigal son. Gotcha. Cause I was like, we all know like the pro the phrase prodigal son gets used when like someone leaves and comes back. Right. In a general sense, maybe not even not and not even in a religious context. It just gets used. It gets me not memed maybe, but it gets used in the vernacular. <laughs> right. It gets used in common vernacular. Yes. Oh, look, the prodigal son returns. Yeah. So I was like, let me brush up on the story of the prodigal son. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, like, a brief summary is... I have the verse. We could read pr- it. We could. But you <laughs> give your summary first. Well, the prodigal son is a story of... Uh, there's a man who has two sons. And when the youngest son comes of age, he doesn't want to wait for his inheritance. And so the father decides, okay, I will split, you know, my land in half. And you can have your inheritance early. And so the younger son takes all of his inheritance money and everything and he goes out to the big city and he like he indulges in extravagance and luxuries and possibly sin and things like that. And he very quickly runs out of all of his funds and is left with having to then work like a very lowly job to try and just make up. All of this money that he's a pig, lost. A pig feeder. Right. I learned he, was, he ended up as a job as a pig feeder. Right, which was a shocking thing. For a Jewish for person. the Jewish audience who Jesus would have been telling this story to. Right. And so he eventually. He a potty cleaner. Right. Eventually, the son sort of swallows his pride and he finally comes back home and he's like ready to have this whole speech, you know, to like apologize and this and that. And his father is there just waiting to to welcome him back home with open arms. He had never uh, given up on him. He always knew that he would come back right. one day. And you can look at that as also it being like a way that it's like, okay, no matter how far you stray from God, he'll always be there with open arms waiting to welcome you back. Very well said. Now, I could have read the words of Jesus himself. Well, you but- still could. <laughs> It's the exact same thing you just said. And he said, Luke 15, 11, 31. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, 
Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. Do you think Jesus did voices when he spoke in the characters? I don't think that's sacrilegious. I think if Jesus was a very good public speaker. Per usual, you waited to say this until I had a massive you choose, mouth of water. You choose to take a drink when I'm, when I'm about you to You were reciting fire. a Bible verse. How did I know you were going to do a voice? I'm not going to do a voice as Jesus, but I'll do a voice of Jesus doing a voice. Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. Oh, this is King James, I guess. Or it's not. It doesn't seem like it. It is falleth, though. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days... I'm not going to read the whole thing when you already gave a very succinct point to this. And he would fain fulfilled his belly with husks and the swine didn't eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired... Uh, well... You already read it. You already explained it. <laughs> Why would I read the Bible verse? Now, I'm not going to read the Bible verse. I'm sure there's podcasts where people read Bible verses all the time. <laughs> we're, we're not reading the Bible on our Christian podcast. Uh, speaking of, of 2019, Switchfoot has a song from 2019 called Prodigal Soul. And Semler has a song called Prodigal Girl. Nice. How many other bands that we know have songs called Prodigal Something? I didn't decide to look that up. I just found Prodigal Girl on uh, YouTube easily because I guess the uh, cross... Sounds like a 90s song. Actually, it sounds like a 90s band. It does. It sounds... The Prodigal Girl sounds like like a Lilith Fair type of Yeah, band. 100%. The Rolling Stones have a song called Prodigal Son. So does Iron Maiden, which I don't know if that could be a cover of the Rolling Stones song. I'm passing a lot of bands that I'm not familiar with. Placebo, I've heard of them. They have a song called The Prodigal. One Republic has a song called Prodigal, which I knew because Zeke Power covered that song. We can play that later. Casting Crowns has a song called uh, Prodigal. Podical. The Podical Son. There should be a podcast about lapsed Christians such as myself. And it's called The Podical Son. Why don't you start it, Dan? Seven Dust has a song called Prodigal Son. The band Prodigy exists. Um, <laughs> That's a completely different word with a different meaning. But it came up in the search results. Steel Pulse, the reggae band, have a song called Prodigal Son. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Billy Idol has a song called Prodigal Blues. Kevin Max has a song called Prodigal, parenthesis, Run to You. Uh, Keith Green has a song called The Prodigal Son Suite. That seems relevant. So I'm here's not the prodigal son with suite. Keith Green. This guy. Have you seen this cover? Oh yeah, you bought this album on yeah. vinyl for it like a, a buck for Amoeba. It was at Amoeba for a dollar. It's like classical music. Yeah. This is called. This is from the album The Ministry Years, Volume One. And this is an 11-minute song. Oh, it sounds like Yacht Rock. Yeah. Christian Yacht Rock. That starts with like a very elaborate uh, (laughs) classical opening. Christian Yacht Rock is like when you take your fishing net out and you become fishers of men (laughs) on your yacht. (laughs) I was going to say I'm glad you played that opening because, you know, you're supposed to be playing the baby like classical music oh. but i'm not a huge classical music fan so he hears a lot you of never jazz have been. yeah mm-hmm. 
I like classical music. Sometimes it comes up on the radio and Jessica's like, turn this crap off. I do not say that. I do not say that. I do not put it that way. My mom used to have me go to sleep to classical music because I can't sleep in silence. And so she'd put on classical music for me. And I just, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with that. Now I'm like, no, I don't want to listen to that. That's like a for going to bed type deal. (laughs) Here's Prodigal Son by Bad Religion. I'm trying to think of some of the, they're, they're called Bad Religion, the song's called Prodigal Son, like, it's a, you're bad, you're bad, you're coming back, to the, bad religion is back, to the religion. You get what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I mean, I felt like the joke wrote itself, but we'll go with what you said. Hank Williams has a song called The Prodigal Son. Or this might just be a cover of an old-timey song that he did. Oh, he, we could have just let oh, old yeah. Hank tell the story. <laughs> we now, I had watched a couple, I had watched two different YouTube videos about the prodigal son. And, like, there's also the point of, like, the other son who didn't go off and spend his money, that he right. wasn't really totally, uh, he wasn't. Yeah, that's the end of the story. Yeah, he was, like, mad that the dad was, like, so happy to see the son again. But there's more to it because, like, the son also didn't fully honor the father because even though he got his money and he didn't run off, he kept working or something or he didn't work. I don't remember. And it seemed like, well, what did the other son do? Why did he do something wrong? I don't get it. Right. I Yeah. When I was brushing up, I kind of breezed over the last that like ending bit that's like a sort of a little epilogue where it's like, yeah, the other son was the older son was not happy because he had stayed there. And the dad was like, you know, it's like he's come back from the dead and we're just really happy that he's home or whatever. But then I guess like I'm a little confused on the on the on the on what you think is the good son because he it turns out the the dad wasn't totally happy with him either. It's almost like he would have loved his good son more if his good son had gone out and sinned and come back. That's how it ends up seeming. And that might not be the case, but that's how it kind of seemed from the two YouTube videos I watched. We could watch those later, but we probably won't. Someone call us up. Someone who knows more about the Bible. You can call up yeah. and explain more about what you understand about the prodigal son, but particularly... What did the good son do wrong, aside from not be happy his brother came home? I was confused on that part. Because it seems really simple, as a parable, that when you turn away from God, he will always welcome you back. But that seems like a really big, and even though that that is what Christ was like presenting this story as, it seems like there's other facets to Christ's parable that kind of get lost. Like, it seems like when it get when the story of the prodigal son gets told in sermons nowadays or boiled down to its simplest form in a YouTube video or in a song. It seems like the message of the prodigal son is always, we're the prodigal son. God is the father. We can turn, God has given us a gift and we can run off and, and use up that gift. We can run up, we can run away and turn away from God and shirk that gift, but he will always welcome us back no matter what we've done. That's the simplest interpretation of the prodigal son, but it seems like there's 
more facets to it and it seems like there might be more that Christ was alluding to that maybe kind of gets lost when we get the simplest like moral to the prodigal son story I feel like there's more going on there and there's certainly a lot going on in this song because it's not like he's just telling the story he's not even telling the story of the prodigal son right it's just one thing that he alludes to among many other lyrics including like references to taking the uh communion and stuff like that do you have the lyrics and uh, is there genius and are there genius annotations there are genius annotations and i have them up oh good first one i'm sure it'll be like the prodigal son another (laughs) breakdown of the prodigal son story sweet jesus i was coming to pray but all the hip kids sent you running away you got egg on your face but the faithful keep washing your feet you got egg on your face is annotated as well as but the faith will keep washing your feet despite people mocking and looking down on his followers people remain steadfast in serving jesus feet washing is hmm. a reference to the bible john 13 1 through 17 yeah i knew what the feet washing thing was a biblical reference but i'm not sold on this annotation Someone else responded to that okay, and said Christianity is being hit and criticized by today's culture. Egg on your face, but the church just keeps ignoring the real problem and mindlessly goes about doing what have become cliche and meaningless traditions, washing your feet. Okay, well, that's also too far to the other direction. I, I feel like my interpretation of these lyrics, which I don't have a solid interpretation of my own, I feel like it's somewhere in the middle because this first person is like, despite people mocking and looking down on, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase what this first annotation said. People look down on and mock Christians, but Christians stay steadfast in their faith in Christ, right? This is what the, that's what the first genius annotator said. But the lyric is all the hip kids sent you, Jesus, running away. Jesus, you got egg on your face, but the faithful keep washing your feet. So these lyrics are provocative in a Christian Mm -hmm. song because the hip kids have Jesus running away. I don't know exactly what that means. And I don't know that these two genius annotations have it nailed down. And then they say Jesus has got egg on his face, but the faithful keep washing your feet. Again, very provocative, and I don't think that these lyrics are insulting to Christ. I think that they mean something. They mean something probably very important. But again, I'm not sure that either of these genius annotations quite have it, because one is very, like, gentle to the, very, like, it's, it's, this first annotation is like, eh, people hate Christians, and Christians just love Jesus, and they hate Christians. I'm like, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's just accused, I don't think it's like the the victim playing the victim card sort of thing that Christians can do. But then the, the reply, I don't think it, I think it goes to a little too far hard in the other direction, but it's almost there. It says to say it again, to read this one again, Christianity is being hit and criticized by today's culture quote egg on your face, but the church, which that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'm inclined to think the hip kids have you running away you got egg on your face. I'm inclined right now to see it as like, yeah, maybe there is like a thing of like the world and the hip kids and culture today kind of 
degradates the idea of needing faith or the idea of needing Christ specifically in this context, right? right? And, and instead of Christianity as a as a whole addressing Changing the problems and, and, and addressing and, and approaching the hip kids right. on their terms. Christianity is like, hey, hip kids, you have to change and come into our fold. Right. It's like, even though you have egg on your face, the faith will keep washing your feet, which is unnecessary when the egg is on your face. And that's what needs to be washed. Oh, my God. You're right on the money. That's what it means. Yeah. See, I actually took a somewhat more like uh, optimistic is the wrong word, but a, a, a somewhat more blind view on that. You got egg on your face, but the faithful keep washing your feet. Especially because that word "but" is in there, right? When I fir- when I would hear that lyric at first, I would think like, "You got egg on your face, like Christ is losing in some way, or the faith is losing in some way." But it, when it says the faithful keep washing your feet, because the washing of the feet story. It's such a poignant and important part. It's where Christ washes the feet of someone that I don't remember. Right. (laughs) But the idea that Christ would be the person to wash the feet was the poignant moment. Like he's saying, I'm no different from you. I can wash feet as well. We can all honor each other and wash each other's feet. So the washing of the feet thing, in my mind, as it was taught to me, and I have mostly forgotten, is like this very faithful, kind thing about like, allowing yourself to be lower so that you can do good at that level. But yeah, in this context, it's, it's that classic Matt Thiessen wordplay, right? The faithful are just washing the feet. Cause that's what they're expected to do. Right. Cause that's what it says in the Bible. Wash the feet, wash the feet. So it's like the Christians are, and the faith in the church is sticking to the old expectations of what they need to do. They need to wash the feet. And meanwhile, they're not noticing that, over here, Christ has got egg on his face, and they're not doing anything about it. That is fascinating. I did not put that together. You put that together for me. That's amazing. Wish it was simple, but it's trouble to say, because nobody believes that there's a debt to be paid for the things that come easy day after day, week after week. And that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it seems like... It seems like, yeah, it seems like a really pragmatic thing. It's not... He's not... This is both criticized. It's saying that the world needs faith and the world needs... He's saying in in this context, it's that the world needs Christ. But in a wider sense, you could just say the world needs faith. The world needs God, right? What the world needs now is love, sweet love. love. That the world... Exactly. Because love's the only thing that there's just too little of. So he's saying that the world needs God, but he's also saying that the people who are meant to lead the world to God aren't doing a good enough job at it. <laughs> Maybe. I think that's kind of what we're starting to suss out. And that's fascinating because it's like on one point, like people who are in the church might not want to hear that they're doing a bad job, right? They might not want to hear that the church is fallible. They might not want to hear that their faith is that them as the body of Christ, as the community is fallible and that they would fail when they're just trying to get soul saved. It's like, well, it's more important that we get soul saved. But no, he's he's possibly saying like, yeah, those people are hurting and those people are missing out on Christ and we're not doing enough. The church isn't doing enough to to meet those people on their level, which isn't which is part of the point of the prodigal son, right? Like that's part of the parables that Christ told when he was asked, why are you with sinners and why are you with the people who are lower caste than you? Yeah. 
Like, it's basically about how the church needs to change. <laughs> That's what it's starting to seem like. Well, and also I think that he's trying to say that, you know, the hip kids are, you know, nobody believes in those sort of circles that there's a debt to be paid for the things that come easy day after day, week after week, which is like, you should be grateful to God. You should be thankful yeah. to him. And I think that's kind of where that, that's how I read, read that, that part. I don't think that this song has one specific subject. No, I it's... think it's definitely like, I think it's definitely open to interpretation. I am the champion of wine. You're the bread on my tongue. I am the last one in line, the prodigal son so the this is the genius annotation for i am the champion of wine you're the bread on my tongue both bread and wine are essential components in the celebration of the eucharist here Tyson contrasts himself as a champion of wine dionysian revelry perhaps to jesus as the literal or metaphorical depending on your flavor of christianity bread that he eats fascinating <laughs> interesting I think this is almost this is almost like a Bob Dylan esque like you know what I mean like it, def- it it's almost like he's purposefully defying you to fully get the understanding and like I am the champion of wine. I'm the champion of wine <laughs> bread on my tongue <laughs> prodigal son <laughs> but I feel like that this song might be kind of like almost in a poignant and purposeful way wanting you to not be sure how to interpret it and and basically keeping you on your toes because it's one thing in this culture war that we have now sorry to bring you back to this but to be like like safe christian songs where it's like this song is about we just have faith in christ and the world is bad and we need to win the world that's like safe comfortable christian rock then there's other christian rock that points fingers at the church and it's like the church doesn't do enough the church is wrong. The leaders are leading us astray. Like there's, two, you know, the the blurring of the line between politics and the church. This is all awful, and this isn't what Christ wanted. That's this other side of Christian rock, right? But to have this like odd, pragmatic, like purposefully conflicting song that's possibly point saying like it, it's all bad. It's all bad, man. It's like it's like nobody's doing a good enough job. The church isn't doing enough a good enough job. The world isn't doing a good enough job. I might be off of the theme that I might be off of anything that Tyson was exactly thinking, but I feel like to say that this is an attack it is a criticism at the church or this is a call to action to get the world saved. It feels like it's purposefully leading you to not be sure what he's saying. It's almost like challenging you to not be sure what he's saying. I always kind of wondered if the champion of wine part wasn't a double meaning because obviously wine and bread, you're pairing those two together. It's which is part of communion. And also saying like the champion of wine could harken back to that story of the prodigal son who goes out and lives in excess and, you know, gets drunk and does things like that. So it's like saying like, I'm the champion of wine. It's like, you know, you're in college. You're like, I'm the champion of beer. I can see the music. (laughs) So I don't know if that plays into it at all or not. Right. Uh, And then I am the last one in line, the prodigal son. But sorry. Also, to, if you think of the phrase "I am the champion of wine" in actually like a pure in, in a pure meaning like a like a cleanly sense, like a like a righteous sense, like I'm the champion of wine. I'm like 
I have Christ with me and I take part in communion and Christ is now with me. This is, I'm the champion of Christ's blood. We're all the champion of Christ's blood. There could be a very beautiful sentiment in there as well. Or he could be saying this like Dionysian revelry of like, yeah, I'm the champion of wine. It could be both of those things at the same time. And it's meant to conflict and confuse you. Right. So I'm the last one in line. The prodigal son is annotated. The narrator was the first reluctant to partake in coming to Jesus due to his distractions and sin. Now he is returning after realizing his mistake, like the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11 through 32. Uh, verse two. Oh, hold on. Because there's a different annotation. Oh, that's right. If you Sorry. click on, yeah. I am the last in line, the prodigal son. It also says Matthew. So when you click, I am, what is it? I am the last one in line, the prodigal son. If you click that, you get Matthew 2016 states, so the last shall be the first and the first the last. I That was one of my favorite Bible verses when I was a really downtrodden kid <laughs> because I had a lot of problems as a kid, believe it or not, <laughs> as I am as an adult now. But, like, I was really set back as a kid. Like, I had, like, a lot of adults who were, like, like teachers and authority figures who were actually, like, really, really bad in my life and stuff. Not my parents, but, like, my teachers and stuff in public school. And I had a lot of really big setbacks and backs and a lot of big problems. And a lot of it was probably that, like, I and I've never been diagnosed, but maybe I have, like autism or something or maybe I just have learning disabilities as a kid and none of that stuff was ever like properly diagnosed so I just had all of these problems and I'm like why does why is life so hard and I'm like seven (laughs) so hearing the bible verse about the last will be first and the first will be last I always loved that bible verse because I was like God's got my back when I was a kid because I'll be first someday because I've been the last for my whole childhood (laughs) But anyway, um, (laughs) thank you. Uh, The story, the story of the prodigal son who was lost and then returns is welcomed with open arms as told in Luke 15. With these two references, the first shall be last and the last shall be first and the prodigal son, Tyson identifies himself as the one who has been lost and found as one of the last who shall therefore be first. This underscores messages in the verses that criticize Christians whose faith is largely for show and for clout. There you go. I feel like this is this annotator is on the same page as we're starting to figure things out. By contrasting himself in the chorus with them in the verses, he casts them as the first who shall be last, i.e. the Pharisees whose hypocrisy and pride are their downfall. There you go. I feel like I might have had some thoughts that were off base of the intention of the song, but I was just feeling it's out for the first time live on mic. That feels way more apt to me than those first two conflicting annotations. Verse two. Sweet Jesus, I was coming to pray, but Lord, I've been so busy and I've kept you away. I got egg on my face, so I hide away where no one can see. And there he flips it before Christ had egg on his face and his followers weren't taking care of the egg on his face. Now, Tyson, or at least the narrator, has egg on his face. So he hides away where no one can see. Because he's been so busy and he's been keeping 
the Lord away. Yeah. So now he's feeling a sense of shame, like in the prodigal son, where he's right. like, I've been busy in a way and doing my thing. And now I'm hiding away for a while because, you know, I, I don't feel like I can go back home. Wish it was simple, but it's trouble to say because nobody believes there's a debt to be paid for the things that come easy day after day, week after week. And when you click those lyrics, you get an annotation that says, Here, Thiessen argues that Christians often take for granted ways that they are blessed. Having a home, having a job, all right, <laughs> health and wealth, uh, being able to buy food and medicine. It has nothing to do with your Christianity, <laughs> but I'll keep reading. If one has never, I, I get it, health and wealth, you're blessed, you got your parking space you prayed for, I get it. Not how I see Christ, not how I see the Lord working, but okay. Well, just keep going, Danny. <laughs> you can one... see God in the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, and who moved my cheese? If one has never had to fight for these things, it can be easy to assume we don't need to be grateful for them. And although arguably these things should be basic human rights, arguably, quote-unquote, in our current social structure, to have never had to fight for these things is a blessing, which we ought to be thankful for, i.e. there is a debt to be paid, I don't know about this one, of gratitude and paying for it forward to help those who have not been similarly similarly blessed, I feel like they're, like, outside the park, but at least they're near the park. People often push back when this is pointed out to them, hence Thiessen saying that although he wishes it were a simple statement, it can cause trouble to say it. There's little things in here I don't agree with, but I don't know if this is the point of the lyrics. Let me look at this again. Wish it was simple to say... Wish it was simple, but it's trouble to say... Because nobody believes there's a debt to be paid for the things that come easy day after day, week after week. I don't think that has anything to do with our physical needs as human beings. I think that that, I think when Thiessen is saying, wish it was simple to say, wish, I'll skip that line. When Thiessen says, because nobody believes there's a debt to be paid, I'm leaning towards the idea that the debt to be paid is to be grateful for Christ's love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't think it's to be grateful that Christ gave us a house and money and a car and a wine cellar. I don't think that has anything to do with nice. that. Especially since this annotator like is almost like I said they're in they're in the parking lot of the ballpark when they're like arguably these things should be basic human rights. No, they they are basic they should be basic human rights. It's like not really arguable. But uh, to hear, the annotator said, Thiessen argues that, which I don't think Thiessen is arguing with this, but this is what the annotator says. Thiessen argues that Christians often take for granted ways that they are blessed, having a home, having a job, being able to buy food and medicine. So this is Danny speaking now. Yes, those can be blessings, and you should be grateful for when you have those things, but most people that aren't Christian have those things as well. So who blessed them? I don't think that your material health and wealth, yes, I don't, that can feel like it comes from your faith in Christ. And like, as you 
work as a faithful person, you bring more good to yourself. So that there's a connection there. But I don't think that Christ just exists and he wants you to be faithful in him just so he will give you health and wealth and material goods. I don't think that's relevant to this at all. I think what Christ gave you was his salvation, his love, his undying faith in you. Even though he is like the creator of the universe, he has faith in you, the lowly human that he created. That's a debt to be paid. Right. And you can pay that through prayer and worship and faith in him. That's what we're talking about. I don't think right. I don't think Tyson here is talking about what this annotator thinks he's talking about. I don't believe in that health and wealth stuff. It's nice when you have faith in Christ. I know I've known lots and lots of health and wealth Christians my whole life including family members. It's it's great to be grateful for the good things in your life because you have faith in Christ. But it becomes a fine line to then think I have these things because I'm Christian, which is not true. That's like, that's specious reasoning. <laughs> that's the rock that keeps tigers away. That's a Simpsons reference. Chorus, I am the champion of wine. You're the bread on my tongue. I'm the last one in line, the prodigal son. I am the champion of wine. You're the bread on my tongue. I'm the last one in line, the prodigal. I am the champion of wine. Sweet Jesus, I was coming to pray. And this is annotated. <laughs> This time, the hip kids Tyson describes as both sending Jesus running away and also therefore disrupting the speaker's own faith journey are the popular Christians who make flashy public displays of okay. faith that are theologically empty or unsound in comparison to Jesus's teaching okay. that we should not pray so that others can see, but rather in private between ourselves and God. Likewise, by suggesting that Jesus has egg on his face while the faithful keep washing his feet, Tyson argues that the aforementioned ostentatious public displays piety make Jesus slash Christians look bad while at the same time the people doing those things continue to perform empty rituals that don't actually help the situation. There you go. Christians making Christ look bad because they cannot see their own hypocrisy in the problem. I, and if that is the meaning, that is something that, that Tyson has been addressing and since the early albums right that is these these have been reoccurring reliant k themes yes uh and then the chorus just continues out i went as far as i did just because there there were more annotations so i like how the annotations on this genius page are just as conflicting as the song can feel in and of itself right that's very uh poignant <laughs> to have brought people from different viewpoints of Christian faith to this song that presents a couple of different viewpoints. Like, it's one thing to write a song of, like, here is this one problem, and we're going to address this one problem. But I feel like this song kind of addresses a couple of different problems that, to the average mind, you can't think of both of those problems at the same time. You can't think of the world is bad and needs Christ at the same time that you think of the church is bad and it's hurting Christ. Like, I feel like a lot of people refuse to let those two things exist in their mind at the same time. Like, they have to address those two things as separate issues, when really they are directly tied together issues, like this song is kind of presenting itself. To me, anyway. To me. To me. <laughs> but I know one thing. If you would just believe in christ more you'd have more homes you'd have more money oh no oh no and you could spend that money at oh, patreon.com no. oh, slash sadie no. hawkins pod oh with that should we even take our break you just did the 
<laughs> your own unfortunate version of the read. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. New episodes are released every other week, but you don't have to wait that long to hear more from us. You can join patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins Pod to listen to our bonus episodes every alternate week. When you sign up, you'll get access to years of backlog episodes, including our discussions of the songs from Relying K is for karaoke, every chapter of the book, The Complex Infrastructure, known as The Female Mind, as well as other projects and features from members of Relying K. You'll also have access to live streams of us watching fan content on YouTube and many other topics. When you sign up, you'll receive a welcome letter with guitar picks and stickers. And by making a lifetime contribution of $60, you'll be eligible to earn a special Patreon-exclusive shirt. You'll also get thanked on every episode, like our current patrons who include... Charity, Samantha H. Number 1, Samantha H. Number 2, Matthew, Bjorn, Emily, Isaac, Kindle, Joshua, Daniel, Jay, Michael, Jimmy Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Even if you don't want to sign up for the Patreon, you can still join the conversation by contacting us with your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Relying K memories at our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, or by sending an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. You can also visit our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, which are all at Sadie Hawkins Pod, where you can see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week. And on Facebook, search for Sadie Hawkins Group to discuss our show and Reliant K. There aren't a lot of guarantees in life, but I can guarantee one thing. It's very hard to think of what to say at the end of these ad reads. Mm, true. Do we have to bleep that? I think it bleeped itself just now. <laughs> I heard it. They kind of like well, they do lower the... Bit. Yeah, yeah it, this has an E for explicit on Spotify, but yeah, they kind of self-edit just a little bit. Just like how my bleeps on this podcast have gotten shorter and shorter. There's just a teeny little edit <laughs> of the B out of the word of that song. But I had to play a little progeny, 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 <laughs> prodigy. I think one of the guys from Prodigy, Prod, Prodigy died, right? Oh, I don't know. But they're still around. Maybe I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure. Prodigy <laughs> death. Well, over on Reddit, on r slash Yeah, Mob K. Deep, rapper from Prodigy, dead at 42. Ooh, That's bad. too young. I'm almost 42 r slash reliant k seven years ago by the one and only randomy said i am the champion of wine now what does that mean prodigal has some interesting lyrics i love it though and there are 17 comments uh that underscore heat said i got the idea i got the idea was that he's really good at the wine part has lived sin in his life but the bread is what redeems him just my idea silent ransom sorry that was a tiktok i was getting ready to check if there's tiktoks for this responded i personally think wine is representative of sin but is redeemed by the bread listen to john my beloved by sufian stevens it has a similar kind of theme i feel like that has definitely been the, the duality of wine as the blood of Christ, which is 
the blood of Christ. It's like it's super important. It's it's part of what washes your sins. It being the thing that washes your sins, but wine also being the thing that kind of causes you to sin. I know that that duality has been expressed in a lot of different art and poetry and songwriting, mm-hmm. but I'm not like fully convinced that when he says I'm the champion of wine, he's only using wine as a visual as a this is actually a really gory song he's saying that he's the blood master (laughs) you know that was one thing about christianity from early in my days when i like fully believed i I still believe in christ but when i fully believed everything i was told the, the 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 my my heart has been washed in the blood of jesus i was like I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was like very kind of freaked out by that aspect as a kid. Uh, I'm going to skip down a couple. Glowstick Empire said, I took it as a play on words. You can hear it as champion of wine, but also as champion of wine, W-H-I-N-E. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a couple people like agree with this. Some no. people say they're not so sure about it. I, don't like, I just don't like it. I mean, every every band from the 2000s that played a pop rock, pop punk kind of sound, they're all the champions of wine. You get it? You get it? They're all whining. They're all like, I'm a pop punk man. Why didn't you like me? Uh, Deleted seven years ago said, my interpretation In communion, wine is the blood of Christ and bread is the body of Christ, who is believed to have died to save people from hell, saying the champion of wine is comparative to what Paul said in 1 Timothy 1.15. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. I believe that Tyson is saying he is definitely in need of the blood of Christ because of his past mistakes. He goes on to say... You're the bread on my tongue, implying that his tongue, i.e. words and speech, is a source of his mistakes. April. E.g. bite my tongue. Ah, yeah. And so that's, that about wraps it up for that Reddit. Okay. Um, (laughs) There's an interesting... That Reddit? (sighs) We Reddit. I found an article, spectrumculture.com. Um... I'm not sure that I'll I'll read the full thing, but I'll read some snippets from it. Did she have a hip and joint treat yet? No, uh, I don't remember. Give her a little bit of one. I'll give her a. I'll give her a. A greenie. Treat. Okay. Uh, we'll leave. You want to leave that? This is by in? Nick Giorgio. <laughs> we gotta leave it in now. Posted on August seventh, twenty sixteen. Let it be known that no one will ever be able to properly classify Reliant K. They've been called Christian rock, pop punk, pop rock, punk rock, and pop. And they've stretched the boundaries of each and every one of those labels over their shockingly long career coming up on 20 years. What's damn impressive about the band, now consisting of just vocalist, guitarist Matt Thiessen and vocalist and guitarist-vocalist Matt Hoops and some touring-slash-session musicians is, despite the many changes of style and lineup, they've never lost what makes them so fun to listen to. Their genuine good-natured heart and sense of humor, Air for Free, is by no stretch a perfect album, but dear lordy, is it a good one, and once the last note... On the last track rings out, you'll feel like a million bucks. The joyfulness described above comes primarily from the opening six tracks. These songs aren't just good. They're flat out wonderful. They're songs that will begin 
convincing you that if Air for Free keeps this level of quality for the remainder of the record, it could end up one of the best pop albums you'll hear all year. And then I'm just going to skip on down. The first half of Runnin is a punk rock Paul Simon tune. Yes, seriously, and it's great. But then it degrades into a piano-driven pop song that shoves God right down your throat. Prodigal is just about the same, sans the punk rock. Reliant K has always been somewhat faith-based, but they're never quite, they've never quite done this. Even Christians may feel a sort of wary about these tracks, and everyone else may feel downright alienated. I don't, Okay. Seem to be coming from a very particular point of view that I don't think everyone will share. Right. I just, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, Air for Free isn't a perfect album. If Reliant K shaved off about five tracks and were a bit more judicious with the religious imagery, this album would be nearly perfect. Regardless, most of these issues can be overlooked if you're willing to allow the opening six tracks and their quality to be knocked down a peg or two. Otherwise, that's what started out as a fantastic album can only be considered a very good one because that's exactly what Air for Free is. Despite its faults, it's a damn good record worth picking up for anyone who likes to feel joy. There's so much going on in this. They're just as, they're just as all over the place as the genius annotations. They're just as all over the place as the song itself. I feel like this is very much a thing that... <laughs> My note for this article was an article that confusion. made me say, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I was reading through it, which is why I brought it to the podcast. Um, I just thought that was interesting. And I think that it's interesting that they said that this was like the most Christian Reliant K has ever been, which <laughs> that is not is true. not at all true. And like that he felt like the, the that the author felt like you were like they were they shoving probably... Christianity down your throat where I'm like, I'm sorry, have you heard like the first two albums? <laughs> have you heard what have you been doing lately? <laughs> right? Like, um, so I was like, huh, interesting. Uh, then we have a Rock on Purpose I mean, article, and I'm not sure if we've done this one in other Air for Free songs or not. I was going to say, like, it's a very kind of specific church imagery, church-like imagery, referring to the communion, you know, referring to a specific Bible lesson of the prodigal son, but done in a very artful, mature way. Then they've referenced Bible verses in previous songs. Like they referenced Jesus. They've name checked Jesus specifically in earlier songs. So this is absolutely, this is a very mature adult view of his faith. Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which this next article from Rock on Purpose also agrees with that. I'm just skipping down to where they talk about Prodigal. The final element of classic Reliant K that is presented in the most mature light yet is the spiritual Prodigal. It is a ballad that explores some of the tension of faith with lyrics. And then they go on to list some of the lyrics. So, yeah, I think that it was just I just thought that that article over on Spectrum Culture was so interesting when they're like, I feel like they're just they might not have, you know, I did had you a, come to Reliant K with collapsible lung? Right. 
Like, <laughs> but they could might have even come to Reliant K with mm-hmm. Right. Very good point. And never even listened to the early albums. Yeah. And I feel like it's easy, you know, sometimes like if you're not actually, you sit down, you decide to write an album at a band you kind of think you know. And I know more about Reliant K today than I knew four years ago. I know I don't know nearly much about Reliant K as a lot of other people. Or some other people. <laughs> because a lot of other people probably don't know that much about Reliant K. But, yeah. Like, I might have had some opinions about... We ta- I don't know, we talked about it earlier in this episode. We talked about how like we were thinking m- most Reliant K songs before Air for Free we would have thought were less mature spiritually. But we found that that's not true. There's a bunch of mature songs spiritually on Nashville, Tennessee P. And there's mature spiritual songs on Five Score. And mm-hmm, and even on the first three albums, there are mature points of view and pragmatic points of view on their faith. So, But that's not something I've necessarily paid attention to in 2019 and earlier. So for this person who's maybe stepping back into the Reliant K averse and is only familiar with a couple of songs and thinks they kind of know the band. It's understandable, you know, like with MXPX as well. I always thought I knew MXPX pretty well. Then like putting them, diving into them. I now know every song. Like when I started MXPX memes, I didn't know every song. Now I know every song. And some of the thoughts I had about MXPX from before I started that account, I realized were like wrong. I'm like, wait, when I've paid attention to literally every song MXPX wrote, I realized some of my thoughts on their discography as a whole were incorrect. Anyway, anything else? Nope, I think we're ready for your uh, deep dive. Well, I don't have much of a deep dive. (laughs) Like I mentioned, there are, there's only one JC Keith cover of this song. But, uh, yeah, so the earliest, if you go on Setlist FM and you look at how much did they play this song, they didn't play it, apparently, in 2016, and they didn't really play it in 2017. But they allegedly played it, no, they did, they for sure played it in Indiana in 2017. That's the only performance from before COVID that's listed at all. And what I found was... There's no one recorded them playing it in that uh, Indiana show. Hold on, I'm trying to open this so I can actually get the details of this. Oh, and I can't, I can pause, yay, because it's a YouTube short. So this is uploaded by Matthew Potter 8, nope, Matthew Potter 2881. And this is on April 7th, 2017, at Indiana. Wesleyan University and they're going to play Holy 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 leading into Prodigal and then we're going to only get to hear the first little opening bit of Prodigal
that's all we get to hear. We don't get to hear them perform this song in 2017. But that's apparently the only place recorded where they played it. It's the only listing on Setlist FM of them playing so it pre-COVID. that's Reliant K playing Holy Holy Holy. Yes. That's so, like, I've never heard Reliant K do it like a classic, not a classic, but like a like a classic modern worship song. Right. It's funny. I think they're actually playing in a church, like I th- right. this, because this is a this is a like real Christian university, like this right, is a right. Christian Christian university. That's just fascinating. And you can actually see like stained glass behind them, so they're playing in a church, in a real church venue, right? And so they play that. Maybe they're like required to play <laughs> like notable words yeah. songs. It's really nice. They played it beautifully, yeah. and then they led into it was just surprising the song we're talking about this week. And we don't get to hear it because the person cut it off there. But that's the only... T- but two things to note. Them playing Holy, Holy, Holy. And then that being the only alleged time they ever played this after Air for Free until the Amyator when they played it continuously on the Amyator. So it seems like this is a deep cut for Air for Free if they hardly ever played it. But it sounded like they were going to play it really well. Right. <laughs> but we don't get to hear it. So I wonder if anyone out there had recorded it. I could not find a recording after they finished playing Holy, Holy, Holy. So despite the fact that this is like a deep cut air for free song, they dusted it off for a lot of the Amiator. They played it in Orlando and Boston that we were at. And they played it in New York and they played it in Philadelphia. So they played it a bunch of nights. And do you remember them playing it? Were you excited when they played this in Boston and Orlando? Yeah, for sure. Do you remember how you felt? Do you remember what you were doing? No, I'm actually like, (laughs) wait, did I record any of this? I'm unlocking my phone right now to go back through my video. Well, while you think of that, here is Rocker Mom's YouTube upload of Ryan K playing Um Yeah. That's not, that's the name of the tour. Reliant K playing Prodigal <laughs> on well, the Anya tour. Well, there you go. You don't need to hear my, my version then. Right. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. I'd like to hear what you thought about similar. This song's called Prodigal. Sweet Jesus, I was coming to pray, but all the hip kids sent you running away. We got big on Facebook, faithful people washing your feet. But it's trouble to say Cause nobody believes That there's a debt to be paid For the things you call them easy Day after day we got to I hear you have a chair For the other one So this version live doesn't have all of that program drums, doesn't have all of that 
studio trickery. It does have hoops over there doing his little crazy guitar effects just for sort not for melodic purposes, but just for for atmosphere, right? This even more so tells me how this could have been an earthquake song. Like if this and you have uh, Schneck over there on the Glockenspiel on the Glock. So like if this was just piano and Glockenspiel, <laughs> it's really pretty. Yeah. I, I just it just occurred to me that I literally don't remember this song. <laughs> we were right there in the front row at Boston, and I'm like, oh, I don't really have any memory of them playing this song. Uh, I'm scrolling through my videos, but they look like they're rocking out in all of them. And I'm like, no, this is a bring it down more of a of a mood. So maybe I didn't record this one. Maybe I just stood and enjoyed it. Well, at Orlando, they played it right after I Don't Need a Soul. So that's a hit. That's a hint for the Orlando show. But then here in Philadelphia, there's a funny little misstart and a little bit of talking beforehand. So let's hear what happens before they play it in Philadelphia, 2022. It's a little mini song. Oops. Now you all know this is a keyboard. I can play the drums on it too. Sweet Jesus, I was coming to pray, but all the kids sent you away. You got it on your face, but the faithful keep washing your feet. So it's more or less <laughs> the same as Boston, but I just wanted to hear that misstart, and I ended up just getting mesmerized and listening to it. Also, I didn't credit that person's video, so if you type in um yeah, filled it. No, let me get their name. Hold on. Oh, this was also Rocker Mom MSM. <laughs> this was also Rocker Mom MSM. Nice. So it's funny about Rocker Mom's upload of Prodigal in Philadelphia is that the light on Tyson's head makes him go from like blonde to brunette to blonde to brunette and it's like you're going back and forth through time <laughs> it's like you're going from like 2005-ish to suddenly like 2009 back and forth as the light passes over his head uh and that's you know it, it, because most of the performances were on um yeah and it sounds more or less the same as that two seconds that we got from 2017 i just would have liked to hear more mm -hmm. 2016 and 2017 performances right. but they don't seem to have happened or exist yeah. digitally Bummer. so there's really only the one cover and that's by jc keith who recorded a full air for free reimagined tribute album and we'll just la launch into it this is their cover Actually, this is a Ritz commercial. Because 
I'm not logged into you who has YouTube Premium. Sweet Jesus, I was coming to pray, but all the hip kids sent you running away. You got egg on your face, but the faith will keep washing your feet. Wish it was simple, but a shovel to say, cause nobody believes that there's a debt to be paid. For the things that come easy day after day and week after week. Unexpected turn. <laughs> and I accidentally closed it, so it's gonna start over. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, hold on. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. I, I I heard I listened to this whole album when it first came out, but I forgot that that's what happens. Um, it's I guess like. It's a, that's a funny way to reimagine it because the full song has all of these electronic programmed elements and then to sort of start it off as like an organic acoustic cover and then to, right. to, to have that cut off. I like how it almost <laughs> right. cuts and then the drum beat comes right. in. Got my face so I hide away when no one can see. Wish it was simple but a shovel Adorable. Love it. That's so great. Go check out all of J.C. Keith's Air for Free Reimagined. Yeah. It, it's difficult to... F I, I almost forget about... And this won't be a problem anymore because we're done with Air for Free. But I almost forget about it every week when every time that we do an Air for Free song. Because when you type in Reliant K cover, Reliant K Air for Free... Reliant K, Prodigal Covers, it doesn't come up. Right. Like, they properly published this album, so you have to just look and know that you're looking for J.C. Keith's Air for Free Reimagined. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, that's the only cover of the song. But how can we talk about... Now, we can talk about how Zeke Power covered this other song called Prodigal by One Republic. Here it is. There's a thing. I don't know. I don't know this song. Right. It's Zeke Power sounding amazing. I don't yeah. know this song at all. I don't know this One Republic song at all. But how can we talk about themes of the Prodigal Son and Relying K without talking about one of the best Relying K fan music videos we ever found on this show for I So Hate Consequences? This is by Davey Films. And this is this black and white, very low bit rate... <laughs> video that was edited together it's like all done in this slow motion right and it's a modern telling of the story of the prodigal son right you have to go check it out or listen to our air for or our i still hate consequences episode because i love this video <laughs> yeah my dad gave me a check 
So it's like modern times. Immediately when- <laughs> spends on pizza and beer and driving around while having Drunk. the beer. So it's from 2006. So imagine people wearing very 2006 sweaters, right? Very 2006, lot, you know, uh, stripes on the sweaters. And they're all just sitting around in this house that must be very cold because they're all wearing sweaters and it's black and white. And the dad comes up and he hands his two sons a check. And I love that the good son just sits there. He just kind of sits there on the couch and he's like, oh, cool, a check. And he folds it and he puts it in his pocket and then he pats his pocket like, I'm going to hold on to this here check. going to hold on to this check. But then the older son, who's the bad son and looks like Henry Cavill, he <laughs> leaps to his feet looking at the check and it's like, yes! And then he walks out the door and he's like, so long! He does like the captain's salute, like two fingers off the off the temple of the head and goes, see you later. Cut to him driving drunk. <laughs> like, the most extreme... No build-up. Just... No build-up. I feel like in the original story of the prodigal son, you can assume that there was some actual build-up. That he didn't just... Um, yeah, he immediately took his money out and went and had fun. But he didn't, like, immediately go out and... St- what, is, or what are some crimes in the time of Sleep with Jesus a prostitute? And earlier? Well, he probably did that. <laughs> but what's some, like... What's some, like, dangerous crimes? Like, he didn't take, like, a, a cart full of goats and, like like ride it down a hill at a at a market. You know what I mean? You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, it's amazing. But like like wisdom in writing in putting this together, you think it, it just cuts to him this the first thing he does is drive drunk, drive dr- drive and drink. So he just buys beer, he buys pizza, he buys beer, he buys pizza and then he can't pay his rent. And he's homeless. And then during the slow piano part of the song, he comes back to his dad. And his dad's like, I'm, and he's crying. It's an amazing video. It touches you. And it's hilarious. And I'll say that even though the first half of the video is funny in its execution, just seeing like the slow piano part of I So Hate Consequences and some... Just seeing people in slow motion hugging, it does it does get me here. <laughs> Even though the build-up to it isn't fully deserved, just the simple act of showing two people hugging in slow motion to the piano part of I So Hate Consequences immediately triggers an emotion in me. And I think it would immediately trigger an emotion in anybody. Davy Films, and this video has 54,000 views since wow. 2006, which is considerable. This is a music video I made for my church. It's a new age retelling of the prodigal son story. It's a story in the Bible for those that don't know. It made a few people that have seen it cry. So I'm assuming it's good. I think it is. Comment. Tell me what you think. I think it's very good. I just think that the immediately driving drunk thing is hilarious. And that the guy looks like Henry Cavill. Maybe it's actually Henry Cavill. (laughs) Maybe it's him. It's 2006. Like, think about it. This could have been his last thing he did before he started as Superman. So, <laughs> super guy. <laughs> what so, else do you have for us? There's Dan? two TikToks. Okay. There's this is uploaded oh, by. Oh, they didn't Ste- come up in my search. Stephen Ray Chapman. There's only two, and this is just drone footage of a church set oh, to cool. this song. 
just drone footage of a church in Ecuador. Wow, nice. A church in Ecuador. And then it flies up into the sky and shows the houses and mountains behind. And then the other one is by My Star. July 19th, 2022, cooking an egg on top of my car. Wow. And they took a pan and they put it on top of their car oh, okay. in the heat. Well, at least they did And a, they're cracking they an egg. Yeah. Oh! oh! It immediately <laughs> slides off and onto the car. <laughs> they needed to get a pan pan, but yeah. oh, no. Not like a flat one like they have there. That's so funny. That stuff will peel your paint. Yep. That's hilarious. This only has eight likes. It's got another like now and I'm reposting it. That is so funny. And the egg is cooking pretty quickly on the car. Go clean that off, man. What are you doing? It's a Oh my gosh, this is a long TikTok. Don't they cap out at a certain point or no? The song caps out, but not the video. Oh, wow. It's so funny. The song just disappears eventually. There's several minutes of this TikTok left. Oh, goodness gracious. There's not a timer, this, but, but just looking at how long it's been If you can find egg on your car, you should probably go inside. Oh, I got egg on my face. I got egg. So what did they do? They just type, what's my favorite song that mentions eggs? Not I am the egg man, I am the walrus. I don't know. That's how hot it is. Look at that. And she's it's British, so you think she'd know I am the egg man, I am the walrus. So... It happened so quickly, I don't think we fully described it, but instead of like a pan on the roof of her car, she got like like a like a plate, like a metal like a, plate. Yeah. Like a circular metal like a pizza. Like a pizza. Right, that's what I was gonna pan, say, yeah. But a flat pizza pan. Cracked the egg on it, the egg immediately rolled off the pan and covered over her car. And yeah, the egg whites are cooking up. They're cooking up on her car. And they're gonna peel the enamel off the pan. There's minutes left. Well, Jessica, Get as this lady refused. 19th of July, 2022. <laughs> 39 degrees. What? That doesn't sound so hot. <laughs> on top of my daughter's car. <laughs> Your daughter's car? <laughs> daughter. Oh, daughter's car. <laughs> That's some John ass rad business right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll wow. never see your car again. Yep. 20 years just, later, it's just blown up in a movie. Yep. <laughs> Roll it off a cliff. <laughs> and now she's like, she's, she's like oh, flaking no. the egg get white some, off the car. Get some, some hose action going. This isn't as, like, this is, it's, it's amazing that it's that hot. But again, heat cooks egg. <laughs> like, it did. When you think about it, it's not as impressive as you think. And now you can't clean it off. Sure it is. When does it get that hot in the UK? Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe she's just like... Oh, goodness gracious, Daniel. (laughs) My daughter's call. So you're going to ask me a question. Was I? Yes. I believe you were going to ask me if I like this more, the same, or less. Oh, yeah. Hold on one second. What is 75 degrees in Celsius? Okay. I found this on the web for, oh, yeah, hold uh, on a second. What? <laughs> it heard me say, oh, yeah, hold on a second. Didn't she say, like, 39 degrees Celsius? Yeah, but I'm... 
what is 75 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? 75 degrees Fahrenheit is 23.89 degrees Celsius. And what did she say it was? I don't know, like 39, I think. Okay, so that's definitely up in the hundreds. But I just had to ask this because, oi, it's me, British Tyson. <laughs> and I'm back. I was hot. I was cooking an egg on me car. I still don't understand why you didn't just look up what 39 degrees Celsius was in Fahrenheit. But I'm British Tyson. You remember me from my big hit, yeah. Sunny with a High of 23. <laughs> Now I see where you're going with that. I I think everybody else listening to this saw that joke coming around the corner. They saw that down the street. I don't know. I don't know. Put up a poll. I don't know. (laughs) As soon as I asked it to tell me what 75 degrees is in Celsius, I think maybe some people didn't know British Jason was going to show up. But anyway, Jessica, what do you think of this? Coming back to it. We, we, we took a little time away from talking about the song Prodigal for me to do that nonsense. Now we've returned, and the song Prodigal is happy for us to return and to give it its rating. Do you like this I song? I like it the same. There you go. I like it about the same as well. Nice. Well, thank you all for listening. Stay safe and healthy out there. And celebrate Air for Free. We've wrapped up Air for Free. Right. What are you going to do with your Air for Free now that your air is not free anymore, now it's done, and we're, we're done with air for free. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Celebrate air for free. I know this is collapsible lung tenure, and you're all listening to collapsible lung over and over and over and over. Time to put on some air for free. Check it out, because Sadie Hawkins Pod just wrapped up that album. We'll talk to you again week after next.